welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time and we do our best to make sure that we use your time wisely. And today we're getting after your problem, segment number six. Today I'm going to use some content that is going to be probably highly controversial uh, because at Healthy Perspectives, one of the things that we strive to do is use current cultural events when they present themselves in a way of doing um, the exploration of different types of perspectives so that we can grow and get better and better and better, not just for ourselves, although for that too, but for one another. And today I am going to use uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her comments on Tucker Carlson to discuss empathy. Uh, empathy, as you know, is an attempt to see the world as if you're somebody else, but without taking on their garbage and their baggage and all of that stuff. So it's and the idea is to try to see the world like you're them, but without taking it on and making it your own, because that's where it becomes unhealthy. So the setup is pretty simple. Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox. I, I don't have all the details, but I've heard a little bit about it and I've been paying attention some. And obviously for Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, this was very exciting news. It is something that she wanted to happen. It was something that she was pushing for and she got it. You know, whether it was because of something that she did or not, it's irrelevant. What matters is she wanted something her way. She got something her way. So she's excited, clearly. The, uh, the thing that I want you to look at when we play this through the first time, I've broken it into, it looks like one, uh, one, two, three, four segments. And we will probably pause at each outline these three things each time. One is affect. So that would be her body language, the way in which she you know, leans into the camera, the way in which she expresses her, her excitement uh, in this particular video in different ways through her body language. So affect and her facial expressions, that's part of body language. And number two, paraverbals, tone, volume, cadence. You're going to see a pretty dramatic shift at a couple of points if you're looking at baseline being a certain way. The, the shifts are pretty easy to tell. And then the third is the words. And when, you know, one of the things that we want to do in empathy always is be assessing, is their affect, their paraverbals, and their words all lining up to send the same message? Because if they do, we have somebody who is congruent that means they are more believable. If they don't, we have somebody that is incongruent. And whether they like it or not, unfortunately, that makes them less believable. So we're going to be looking at, are they congruent, incongruent, but just as importantly, the affect, paraverbals, and the words to make sure that we understand the message being delivered. Now, we are breaking this apart, little disclaimer, on a very small scale with only the context of this video. And so 
we are, you know, with, with empathy, we, we are limited by what we know. Okay, so when we get to the second phase of this, we are going to explore what might be missing. All right, and that's an important context because we are going to first explore it from the lens of, hey, let's take a look at her affect, paraverbals, and words and see if we can empathize with her and understand her experience better. But then we are going to look what's missing and empathize with Tucker Carlson. He's not even present in this video. So it's complicated to do that, but it can be done. And if you choose not to do it, I'm being real with you here. You're probably part of the problem, not the solution. We should be able to empathize with what is present and make pretty reasonable generalizations to what is not present and empathize with those as well. And we're going to do both. So without further ado, I am going to pull up this video and we are going to attempt to take a close look at it. Yeah, so hang it out, out at Fox News. Ooh, that was wild. Out. Okay. So now we have her up on the screen. I'm going to tell you the second breakdown. So zero to 13 is we are just going to be looking at affect, paraverbals, and the words from her when she's delivering the message. Then at 13 to 30, same thing, but it's going to change context. You'll see the shift if you're paying attention. At 30 to 47 seconds, we're going to do it again, and you'll see the shift. And then 47 to the end, and you're going to see the shift. These four distinct different phases within this very short video clip. So here we go. At Fox News, couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is... While okay. In that first 13 seconds, we saw excitement. We saw paraverbals that sound kind. So we, we, you know, we, we see the affect and it's, it's screaming excitement, but she's, she's reining it in. She's attempting to rein it in. It looks like paraverbals sound kind, but the words are sarcastic. So the words don't align. That would be incongruence. It's, it doesn't mean that she's a bad person. It just means she's, she's wanting to deliver a message and she's wrapped in emotion. And my screen's going to be doing this periodically because when we're on Twitter, it likes to mess with us. Um, so hang in there if you're watching on Rumble, YouTube, uh, that kind of a thing. It's going to take a few seconds probably each time to get well, it. Well, I'm very glad that the person that is arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country, um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for. Okay. Uh, I went a tiny bit long, but the affect continues to show excitement. It's unchanged. The paraverbals also remain unchanged, but the words shift completely. Instead of sarcasm, she goes to really delivering the same message as her affect and her paraverbals. She is excited. Because of Tucker Carlson's malice. That's how she describes it. 
for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled, and then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge out to grip grip over like the end of a building or something. Okay, clear shift in dynamics here. The affect still excited, paraverbals excited, and she gets louder. Okay, and she talks a little bit faster. The words, she describes feeling fear. When we're fearful, that's actually a natural reaction to uh, a faster pace, more uh, what looks like potentially enthusiasm, and it's it's a defense mechanism. Okay, so th- she does express feeling fear. I love that she does that. That's that's a, a, a an authentic presentation. It's a way of turning feeling into fact is to give it voice. So when I empathize with her, I go, okay, so she's coming from a place of fear and that makes sense. So all of that stuff still aligns. Of course, she uses the analogy. Uh, A lot of people will probably have a hard time with that, uh, but I don't. As a therapist, that's something I look at and I go, okay, well, she's trying to find a voice for it. Okay, fine. So we move on to the final cut. But deplatforming works and it is important. And um there you go. Good things can happen. Okay. Deplatforming works. We get to the affect. It calms a little bit in that last phase. The paraverbals calm just a notch as well. The pace slows down, that kind of stuff, just a smidge. If you're paying attention, you can see it. And the words become agenda driven. So once she gets to the point where she knows what she wants to say, which she probably knew beforehand, but she got wrapped in the emotion a little bit. That's fine. That's normal. She does get to the message and she attempts to deliver the message in a calm, more uh, methodical manner. That's actually good speaking in that situation. However, we are going to flip the coin. Now, if you, first of all, if you can't empathize with her and her fear and her expression there, Uh, the sarcasm, like I can empathize with all of that. Whether you agree or disagree, we're talking about empathy in these particular episodes. So empathizing there. But now we're going to play it straight through one time. And then I'm going to break it down with the Tucker Carlson empathy. This is going to be a little bit challenging, playing it straight through for those of you watching. It's out at Fox News couldn't have happened to a better guy um what i will say though is while i'm very glad that the person that was arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh amounts of death threats and violent threats not just to my office but to plenty of people across the country um i also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villain's like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works and it is important. And um, there you go. Good things can Excellent. So that is what we are looking at when we, when we look at it straight through, 
you got to hear it. I broke it down into the four sections. You got to hear it. Now, I replayed it for you so that you could, you could see the straight clip. Most of you have probably seen that. But now I'm going to invite you to empathize with Tucker Carlson, who isn't present in the clip at all, other than he is the subject matter of the entire clip. Tucker Carlson is treated in this clip as though he had been the obstacle. The obstacle to her agenda. Whether you agree with it or not, when we empathize, we have to be able to see that. So we have to ask what's missing from the message as well as what's present. So the first section, zero to 13 seconds, what's present is her saying, ha ha, Tucker Carlson, you lost. That's what's present. And that's fine. You know, she has the right to her opinion. What's missing? Any kind of care for his livelihood. Now, some of you out there being like, oh my gosh, he's a billionaire, like whatever. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's wealthy, maybe he's not. He definitely gets a lot of social attention. And you will justify it away. If you do that, you're part of the problem. Because at the end of the day, he is a human being, not an obstacle. Now, he may create obstacles for other human beings. I totally get that. But when we empathize, we have to see the human side of things, not the, the only what we want to see. And if you can't see that, you're part of the problem. At 13 to 30 seconds, what's present? A lesson for Tucker about his lack of care for safety, at least in her view. What I'm suggesting there is you can tell she means that she felt unsafe and you got to empathize with that. And he probably should take a look and say, did I create a lack of safety? No, maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. That opinion is for you to decide. But if you can't empathize with both of those aspects and understand that what is missing is evidence evidence you're part of the problem she didn't now okay let's go with this though there may be evidence elsewhere that has been presented that's fine there also may be propaganda in it those two aspects if you can't empathize with both you're part of the problem it's not about who is right or wrong when it comes to empathy. That isn't what it's about. It's about treating people like real people, whether you think they deserve it or not. Okay, 30 to 47 seconds in, here we are, third clip. She presents fear and anger, emotion. Emotion is a second, these emotions are secondary emotions. What does that mean? There's a primary emotion driving that. And for her, you know, behind the fear or the anger is probably a sadness, a hurt. That seems to make sense. You know, like, you know, when we fear for our life, even if it's, you know, superficially fear for our life, 
that's still a challenge. It's something we have to overcome. And if you can't see that, you're part of the problem. But what's missing, what's missing here is the context to connect Tucker Carlson directly to the fear. And that's okay. Again, it may be elsewhere, but it is not in this clip, which begs the question of why she is afraid. The death threats, you can go to that and say, well, she gave the example of the death threats. True, but she didn't give a single example of how he is tied directly to it. Because let's be real. We put something out there in the media. I put something out there on a podcast. Is it possible that somebody twists that, turn it, turn it into something that it's not, present it to, you know, 10,000 people, and then those 10,000 people get upset? Yeah, that stuff happens all the time. Why? Because we're busy confirming our bias, meeting our own agendas, and not empathizing, which is the point of this very podcast. My little segments on You're the Problem are here because that happens all the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So I understand, but we still have to take a step back, slow down, and empathize. That's the solution here. Please do that. Do better at it. A little bit every day. Just do a little better. Okay, the final segment presents her agenda. Great. We get to the punchline. Her agenda is out there. She talks about, uh, you know, deplatforming. And there's different views on that. And I get it. I get the different views. I'm not here to debate those per se, at least not in this moment. I've done things on free speech versus, uh, you know, controlled speech. Matter of fact, I've recently done things like that. Matter of, this week I did something on that. You can go and listen to that from a clinical standpoint. But today we're talking about empathy. And so what we have to ask is what's missing. We get her agenda, but what's missing? What's missing is her agenda is premature. If we're empathizing with the Tucker Carlson situation, there's a pre-event when he was still at Fox. There was a during the event and transition, which is what he's doing right now. He's transitioning to what? We don't know yet. That's why it's premature. Her agenda is to capitalize on the here and now. But if we are really empathizing with all angles or multiple angles here, we have to see that it's premature because how are we assessing that deplatforming works when it's in transition? We don't know where Tucker Carlson is going to land and how he's going to land. What if he is reinvigorated, lands someplace, I don't know, at Rumble or, or on a different platform, Spotify or like whatever platform? And because he's reinvigorated, he gets stronger in his language and draws more attention, not less. Would you then say deplatforming works? No. At, not in this situation, you wouldn't be able to say that because it would strengthen him. And if you can't see that possibility, you're not empathizing. And if you're not empathizing, you're part of the problem. I know I went detailed on this one. I did it because it's a current event. I want to at least attempt to not be super controversial on it. 
even though the topic itself is controversial. But here at Healthy Perspectives, we address hard topics. We don't dodge hard topics. We address them. We address them when we attempt to do it from a clinical perspective every single time. And a clinical perspective in this, empathy. If you learn anything about empathy in this episode, please share it with people. Let's grow, get better, little by little, individual by individual. And our culture will make a good and healthy shift. You don't have to get it right every single time. Just get it right a little bit more at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.